Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of the Paradigm 132 Podcast. I'm your humble and gracious host, Rashad Horn. And on today's episode, I want to talk a little bit about college football and the season um, starting back, right? Um, For those who may or may not know, I live in a great (laughs) state of Mississippi, and I use great very loosely, but I live in the the state of Mississippi, right? And um, recently elected Governor Tate Reeves, just to give a little story about Tate prior to I get to this particular point, my wife graduated from the university, uh, well, graduated from Mississippi State University in 2012. And Tate Reeves was the uh, commencement speaker at the graduation. I believe at that time he was just a treasurer. He had he hadn't. Um, um, I believe he was. He may have been campaigning, not campaigning, but it it the as he spoke, it it started. It I still remember this speech, not in totality, but I just remember that some of the things that he talked about, there's a lot of promises being made and a lot of things that he stated that he had accomplished by being the treasurer of Mississippi. And I believe he may have been up running for uh, assistant governor maybe a year or two later. But what was interesting about it was Again, he's the governor now. My grad, my wife graduated from Mississippi State. This was um, four, not four, but eight years prior to him actually being the governor. Or did she graduate in 2014? I'm trying to think. Scratched it. 2014. I'm sorry. She graduated from Mississippi State in 2014, and Tate Reeves came and spoke. And again, Still, I believe he was just a treasurer and hadn't uh, assumed the position of assistant governor within the state just yet. So, um, gave an interesting speech, um, you know, talking about, again, like I stated, the accomplishments that he had made within the state as being a treasurer and, you know, promises of um, economic boosting and, and trying to make sure that individual that graduated from Mississippi State, that the brightest were able to have opportunities in which they didn't have to leave the state. A lot of things that a lot of the ideology that that I subscribe to, the feel that uh, you cannot continue to have your best and brightest um, leaving. And and when I say best and brightest, I'm not just talking about best and brightest from a formal education standpoint. I'm just talking about any any person that has an innate ability to bring about opportunities and give other people opportunities as well, right? So he made a statement that he wanted to mandate mask wearing so that we could have college football. Now, as many of you may know, you know, uh, college football is a big thing uh, within the South, most notably the Southeast, because in the states of Alabama and Mississippi, we don't have professional sports teams, and we, but we are surrounded. We're we're essentially in a triangle. We have the um saints to the west falcons to the east and the titans to the north right um and some people um they you know 
more so are Saints or Falcons fan. I don't know too many Titans fans, but I know, but I know there's some due to the fact that uh, Steve McNair played for them. But the atmosphere at college football, I feel that uh, Alabama, Auburn, uh, LSU, teams in the Southeastern Conference, they have maybe a more passionate fan base than a lot of NFL fan bases, and a lot of people love college football. I'm not a Alabama LSU fan. I'm a University of Miami, Miami Hurricanes fan. Um, they haven't been good in a while, but I just that's my team. Win, lose, or draw, that's my team, right? So he made that statement, right? And so <clears throat> over the last couple of weeks, we've had the Pac-12 as well as the Big Ten conferences state that they're not going to have sports this fall, and they were going to try to um, have their season in the spring, which probably which spring uh, probably starts in February. So from a Pac-12 standpoint, it's still, you know, fine and dandy you know, at that particular temperature due to it being in California and on the western coastline. But when we talk about the Big Ten starting in spring, we're still talking about 30, 20-degree weather, snow every, you know, snowing all the time, all this different type of stuff like this. So, <clears throat> recent, recently, um, the University of North Carolina, after – I believe the number was 176 students as well as some faculty members tested positive for the coronavirus. They immediately said they were going to they were going to utilize remote learning and but they were going to still, you know, continue forward with the football season. Now, talking about the Big 10, um one of the biggest stars in the Big 10 um is Justin Fields. He's a quarterback for Ohio State University. Uh, he transferred to Ohio State, was granted immediate eligibility after a, a situation that occurred at the University of Georgia in which he uh, stated that he was um, a victim of um, hate speech, essentially. Um, a derogatory gesture was, was slurred at him, a racial slur was uh, issued, and he was granted immediate eligibility because – you know, that's just a very slippery slope to, to go down, right? And so he started a petition, and they had the hashtag, hashtag, we want to play. Um, just recently, I see that it's gained traction from some of the parents. and But the Big Ten isn't going to move off of that square. They stated that the season isn't going to start, that they're just going to play. <clears throat> ball in the spring and <clears throat> excuse me and what this is going to lead to due to the, the draft and stuff in april and things of that particular nature this is going to lead to a lot of players opting out um it just seems like it's going to be a big big mess and but the south said it's full steam ahead it's full steam ahead um obviously you you, you know the the the, the country uh, this is just another show of the division within the country because um, you have Northern doctors that um, are just as accomplished as Southern, Southern doctors. And 
and maybe more accomplished if you if we're just speaking in terms of just the that the Ivy League schools and things of that particular nature are in the North, MIT, those particular prestigious universities in out west. We have uh, Stanford and uh, University of Cal Berkeley, right? And as it pertains to just the South, we have now obviously you you know no slouches. You still have Vanderbilt, um, Duke University, and the University of Miami. You know some of the preeminent um, you know, academic schools within the South as well as others. But I'm just naming off the schools that, you know, whenever we're talking about um, a certain level of excellence, you know, those are some of the names that, that, that you throw out. But they signed off and said, hey, let's roll. Now, if you listen to one of my previous podcasts, I talked about how, um, there was a prediction that within the by you know by twenty twenty five there were going to be upwards of fifty percent of colleges that are gonna um, file bankruptcy or just you know cease to exist. And one of the things that you have to weigh in is that some of these like a lot of these colleges you know it's no different than some of the guys up on wall street, they're just so over leveraged. It's almost like, okay, we have this debt outstanding, you know, from these particular projects, but we're going to put a product on the field. We're going to put a product on the court and we're going to make that money back up. And it's going to put us back in good standing. If we need to borrow more, we can borrow more. We can tap the alumni base. We can do all this particular different stuff like this. But now when you're your money maker, because I saw an article uh, headline that said that um, essentially paraphrasing that the cancellation of a season really has schools uh, reassessing the athletic. Right. And to me, that's just cold word for. We put all of our eggs in this particular basket. We know that this is going to put money. Um, within our system because even individuals who are not um, alumni who've never attended the school from an educational standpoint, they love the product that we put on the field. And so essentially you can look at that as, you know, outside investors, right? Right? They're not the within the corporation. They don't have stocks due to the fact that they work there. They're outside investors. They 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 like our product and they're going to pay for our product, right? But if you have a cancellation or even if you have in a situation in which um, I think, for instance, like, uh, like Penn State, right? I believe their, their stadium can fit in excess of 100, 110, 120 some odd thousand people. So not only are you going to not have a season, you're not going to have fans in the seats. And even if the event that you did have a season, you know, you are not going to have a hundred and some odd plus thousand people at that particular stadium. So, you know, just not. 
And again, like I say, a lot of these schools, their 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 balance sheet is is bad, and they look for football to make the ends meet, keep the lights on, for lack of a better word. And so the 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 big perception is now is that it gets back to the intelligence level again that Southerners are not as intelligent because if they were, they would see that, Hey, we don't need to be doing this. We need to think about the safety of the children, right? You're not thinking about the safety of the children. You're looking at it from a standpoint that we cannot afford not to have a season because then we're going to start looking very, very funny in the light because it's going to be like, okay, where's all the money going to? That you can, now obviously, again, we're talking about a tremendous amount of money that comes in from TV deals, that comes in from concessions, that comes in from ticket sales, um, rentals or leases or however they do it with the with the boxes that are at certain stadiums. And all other amenities that may be around particular stadiums that are there to be of convenience to the fans. As well as a lot of these college towns who, again, that's when they make the majority of their money. Well, you have a college town that on average the population is probably – three, four hundred people, you know. Well, no, 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 no. I take it back. Twenty thousand people, right? That's including uh citizens as well as the individual that attend the university. But we're talking about on a game day, we're talking in excess of sixty, seventy some odd thousand, maybe eighty some odd thousand, maybe almost a hundred some odd thousand people. So you have hotels that are gonna be filled. You're going to have gas that's purchased. You're going to have food that's purchased. So not only is it and not only is it taking money out of the, the university's um, pocket, it's also taking money out of the pockets of small businesses as well as other entities that make their money or make the bulk of their money from essentially just being an affiliate of one of these major universities when it comes down to this, right? And everything is, you know, everything is financial, right? It's, it's, it's all financial. So the question is, in my opinion, do I think they should play fall sports? Do I think they should play college football? And honestly, I don't have a – I don't really have a straight answer for it. Honestly, I don't. Because on one hand, we still have a lot of social unrest going on. We still have a lot of injustices going on. And even though um, they stated that, hey, we can bring basketball back, it's going to shed a light on the injustices, I don't really see how it's shining a light on the injustices right now. Because I'm watching the games, and even though – 
you see on the back of the jerseys, say her name, how many more, um, you know, other different um, catchy slogans that they have on the back of the jersey. We're not necessarily thinking about um, George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, Ahmaud Arbery. We're not necessarily thinking about them um, as much. And we're more so concerned about, okay, is LeBron going to get his ring uh, with the recent emergence of Dame, uh, Damian Lillard essentially going from star to now superstar status after his last three performances? Um, you know, worrying about, okay, is Luka Dines going to be the face of the NBA after LeBron James leaves? Um, you know, just, just all those particular different things. So now you add in college football – and you have a season in which you have two conferences that aren't going to play at all, it just doesn't make any sense to me, right? So you can you have the ones that are say, okay, this is deemed a distraction, but again, I can't I can't necessarily say that. Because you do have athletes that are on this team, and that was their that was their entire purpose of going, is to play football and have an opportunity to play so well that they put themselves in a position that they're able to take care of their family. Right. So, if we're looking at it from that standpoint, if they feel that the risk, um is worth it, then they should be able to play. But at the same token, you have to look at it from a standpoint that universities, they don't want to be held liable for anything that may happen in the event that they are allowed to play. Some kids catch COVID or something like that and somebody dies. That's all it takes, right? Now, we have, you know, different charts, different data um, at our disposal, and people are interpreting the data um, however they want to interpret the data, right? You have some that, you know, are looking at it from a glass half empty, and then you have some that are looking at it from the glass half full. So you're, you're ultimately going to have that. But at the end of the day, all it takes, that's, that's how, that's how, much of on pins and needles this particular subject is. And this is why I think that those two conferences feel that, look, if one, waiver signed or not, if one of these children dies and the autopsy comes back out and states that it was COVID-related, I mean, you really, I mean, you, 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 you can, and, and it's going to go from the pundits that state that, you know, it should be full steam ahead to, well, it should have been better leadership. They should have, they should have realized that the, that the amount of pressure that is being put on, you know, the amount of pressure and just the, the aspect that there's a chance it's not a zero percent chance. If there's point zero 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 one percent chance that someone could die, 
and they're going to and irregardless if the person may have contracted COVID from an outside source they're gonna say it's because football was played all right they're gonna say because football was played now one of the things that you know a couple of years ago there was a string of athletes that passed away from um being too hot and then it was a situation where there were a couple of players that passed away due to um injuries that they sustained um you know going in with their head down too low and essentially maybe breaking their neck and just you know just that's that right but it didn't necessarily stop football in these particular states. It was a sad event, but it's kind of like, you know, this, you know, it's unfortunate, but that's the risk that you take when you're playing football, right? That That's just a part of the game. But I don't necessarily think that they can spend that in this particular situation. Because some of those things, like the the heat exhaustion and stuff like that, you know, you have the coaches who, which I, I had coaches like that. Look, you're not gonna get no water until we run this play right, or you're not gonna get no water until we, you know, do this, do this until we run this many laps or whatever. You're not gonna get no water until you know until then. And so, obviously, the coach, um, you know. You can get reprimanded, but in an event like this, you have the instance in which multiple high-ranking people with jobs that careers, not just a job, they have careers, their careers could be on the line for this. I don't feel like they want to risk it, regardless of what the player may say. Now, on both instances, is is you got to look at the money. Right. Because like I said, the Big Ten, the Pac-12, they can look at it from the standpoint to say that, hey, look, if one of you dies, look at the amount of money that we that we stand to lose because of a lawsuit. Right. Look how much money we stand to lose. And the ACC, SEC and Big 12, they're looking at it from the standpoint of look at the amount of money we're set to lose if we don't play. Right. So. In both instances, the question could be asked is, is are either one of the instances um, thinking about the best interests of the athlete? Because it's more so like we don't want you to play and we're going to throw out the data. But ultimately, it's like if one of you passes away, this could be this this would be crippling. Right. This would be crippling. And we put out a set of demands and things that we want done if we play and like, no, 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 no. And it's another situation. Look at the money that we stand to lose, because it's like if nothing happens to any of you over this period of time, look at what we gave away. Look at the amount of money. So we much rather we look at it from the standpoint that, look, we will lose more by you playing than we will lose without you playing. 
Whereas in the South, I don't necessarily think that those particular athletes were asking for the same amount of things that the that the students were asking for in the Pac-12 as well as the Big Ten, right? And they kind of may go back to the whole aspect of intelligence, <laughs> right? Aptitude. You didn't. You didn't. You didn't make any. You know, demand. So we just roll. You know, we just roll the ball out there, and we can play. Um. But with all that said, um, schedules have been released. Um, you know, I'll be watching, right? You know, I'll be watching. And, you know, the only thing you can hope for at the end of the day is that that, that nothing happens. But like I said, it's, it's just going to throw off the entire um, just – it's just going to throw off the entire season because you only have three conferences competing and – Essentially, you can't have the playoffs. You essentially can't crown a national champion because you don't have all teams that are playing. So it's, it's you know, it's one of those scenarios where it's like you're just playing to put, you know, a few dollars in your pocket, but you're not, you're not necessarily, you're taking a, a large um, component away, right? You're taking a large component away. So, but with that said, you know, I just I look at it as the, it's, it's the same battle that's going on right now. Some schools are have opened um, and kids have, you know, have gotten COVID and and now they're, you know, now they're learning from home. So, you know, I don't. I don't really know, man. You know, I don't really know. You know, um, again, it just depends on what particular piece of data that you subscribe to. Some data says that this shouldn't be happening, while other data states that, well, you know, you know, the procedures that we have in place, you know, we can, who can stay on top of this, right? So just depends on what side of the fence that you're on, right? And at the end of the day, like I said, it 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 ultimately is you know taking um, attention away from a lot of the social unrest because some people. But at the end of the day, you know, some people have gotten to the point that it's become a nuisance, it's become bothersome, and they they need they need an outlet, right? They need an outlet. So I don't. Like I said, I don't really know, man. You know, I don't really know. Like I said, I'm going to watch because, like I said, you know, my team is within a conference that said that they were going to play. And if my team was in a conference that said they weren't going to play, then, you know, I would probably still watch just to just to see something. But, you know, I just don't. It's just too much. It's just it's just it's just dysfunctional. You know, some are playing and some aren't playing. So it it just it's it's almost like it's a bunch of scrimmage games. It's a big preseason because there there will be no postseason because you can't you can't you really can't have bowl games because it's 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 so much you know invested with bowl game tie ins and all these particular different things and trying to change all this stuff on the fly and it's just it just be too much it just be too much. But, you know, I would love for um, 
other people's opinion on the situation, on the matter. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> There's that. But that's another episode of Paradigm 132 Podcast. Be back to you again next week. Peace.